We saw last night why the Bills have been the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl this coming year. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Want to hear from you this hour on what you are most looking forward to from your team this coming Sunday or Monday night, whenever your team is playing. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson. Amber is in for Chris Canty. There have been so many aspects of last night that we have talked about that are just so intriguing, but sometimes you just go back to basics, Amber. The Buffalo Bills kicked their tails. It wasn't a pretty game. It was a sloppy game at times with all the turnovers that were in it, especially in the second half. The Buffalo Bills just kicked the tails of the world champions last night. It was pretty simple. It was pretty simple. I mean, I felt like the Bucks were or the Bills were dominant in the first half as well, but obviously that score was tied going into halftime. They just turned on the Jets when they came out in the second half. And Josh Allen was phenomenal. I mean, the Bills did cough it up, of course. You mentioned it was seven overall turnovers in this game. It was some sloppy football. It's week one, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. getting their legs back under themselves, particularly the starters. But, man, the Bills, I mean, they just looked so good. Von Miller looked like a huge addition to this Bills team. He looked even better somehow than he did coming off of that Super Bowl win for the Rams. The Bills looked phenomenal in every way, and in that they absolutely met expectations, which is saying a lot because the expectations for the Bills this season is that they are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl. A guy who knows an awful lot about the Buffalo Bills is their former linebacker, 15-year NFL vet, Takeo Spikes. He joins us right now. He, of course, of the SEC Network, but also he was locked in on his former team last night. Takeo, it's Chris Carlin along with Amber Wilson on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Let's start right there. What was the most impressive aspect of what you saw last night from your former team? I mean, you're going to pigeonhole me like that? I would love to say (laughs) two or three things. Say them all. For me, you know what? I think the first thing comes to mind, I was wondering. I played a long time, and I look at Von Miller, and I was wondering, yeah, I know he's going to come in and spurts and, and, and show what he can do. But Von Miller, are you kidding me? He was consistently applying pressure last night, and it really resonated not only with the defensive unit, but all of the guys up front. And I think the Buffalo Bills finally got it right when addressing the pass rushers that they need. You think about how they came up short over the previous two years. They put a focus on defense two years ago, with just drafting a lot of young defensive players. That didn't work out last year. Now they came back and said, you know what? Let me bring in Von Miller to the party. And boy, did he pay off huge dividends. Last night, it was contagious and very impressive to see. And there's another thing that really, like, surprised me. You know, like, I'm not a better, but when people look at the odds and say, you know what, I expect the Rams to be able to do – um, a lot on the offensive side. These guys were held to 243 total yards, only averaged 3.7 yards per play. And so this is crazy because this offense usually averages anywhere from 8 to 10 yards per play throughout a game. So 
I, I tell you what, very impressed with what they've been able to do on the defensive side. Shout out to Leslie Frazier because one of the things that you go back several years ago, people question, can Leslie Frazier make the adjustments at halftime, apply them, and let his players go out and play? He showed more than that last night. He showed making adjustments and then also staying ahead of the curve by not allowing the Rams to get into any type of rhythm to be able to challenge them as far as losing that game. Any type of rhythm because they sacked Matthew Stafford seven times last night. That defense for the Bills looked incredible. Let's talk about the offense, though, for a second because it wasn't too shabby either, particularly that guy Josh Allen who's at the helm. He had that 53-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs. What did you make of Josh Allen last night? Loved him. I I, I love Josh Allen's performance last night. You know, if I want to go through it with a fine-toothed comb, I would say, uh, I don't like the two interceptions because I felt like it could have made his game that, you know, that much more impressive. But for me, when looking at him and as a player feeling like I was out there, you could tell Josh felt it so much that he took some chances that he typically would not take. And that's the reason why he ended up throwing the two interceptions, especially one across the middle that he was just so late on. But I love what he brought to the table. I didn't necessarily like him rushing the football as much, and I think that's something that they can control from the offensive coordinator being able to call certain plays. But I love the mix of what they were able to do. And it was almost like Josh remembered the tweet from several years ago when he was drafted. And um, it came from the DB for – Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Yep. Yeah, he was like, I didn't like the pick. And so, okay, if you didn't like the pick, it's almost like Josh was like, okay, now I'm going to pick on you and, you know, call it being exposed or call it like, you know what, they got me. They did that last night on the offensive side. Takeo Spikes, former NFL linebacker of the Buffalo Bills. He is a 15-year NFL vet and, of course, SEC Network football analyst. One more on the game last night. You mentioned running the ball. We know he's big. But, Takeo, how do you get it out of Josh Allen's system when he is actively seeking contact sometimes? I think you just, you know, in order to get his attention – you probably want to go back and show him the games that hurt the most when you talk about Josh Allen, trying to get him not to run the football. The games that they exited from the AFC Championship game a few years ago and then also the divisional game of saying, do you remember the feeling of how it felt of you not advancing? If you continue to take high risk like this, uh, you're going to hurt your football team and you wouldn't be able to live with yourself because you knew you didn't have to take that chance. So now, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, they shouldn't do this and that. I understand. Desperate times calls for desperate measures, but I just think he has to be more selective when he's running the football, understanding. I know I'm just as big as a linebacker, but linebackers come with bad intentions, and I'm telling you firsthand, because if I get an open side on you in the field, I'm trying to destroy you. And if I know I think like that years ago, they are trying to think like that because they can't touch the quarterback now in the pocket. 
Takio, you're on the SEC network for us, so I have to ask you. My Gators have a big one coming up tomorrow uh, when they take on Kentucky, uh, twenty number 20 versus number 12. Uh, do you see my Gators being able to do it again? I, I do. I, I really do, Amber. I really do. And this is what I like about Florida. I, I thought I went back and watched the tape a few nights ago. The offensive line played extremely well. Not even just in pass protection, but just on the run side of the game. I thought they imposed their will on Utah's defensive line. They did it consistently. They played as a team. I thought Anthony Richardson did a wonderful job of taking care of the attention to details. And I'm talking about when he handed the ball off and he was carrying out his fake, every time looked as if he had the ball running around on the neck. Now, it didn't necessarily pay off in that game as far as fooling people, but if he continues to little things like that, these guys are going to win this football game. And then when I look at Kentucky, I'm a big fan of Will, Will Levis, big fan of his. But the problem is the leading rusher from the SEC is not going to play Chris Rodriguez Jr. He's out. He's going to be out. I feel like he's going to be out another week. Kentucky only averaged two yards per carry. So that's putting a lot of pressure on Will Levis. Yeah, you can run Will Levis but you're going to open him up for more hits, and I think he's more valuable finding ways to get the ball downfield to create quick scores. Chiquillo Spikes, he on the SEC Network. We've got Kentucky, the 20th-ranked Kentucky Wildcats at Florida tomorrow night. The Gators, number 12 in the country, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Chiquillo, awesome stuff. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Oh, good. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you later, Chris. Coming up. We've got more on the weekend that will be. We want to hear from you on what you are looking forward to the most from your football team. Hit us now. Lines are open. We're hitting them rapid fire at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What are you looking forward to the most from your team? Hit it. Let's go. Also, up next, there is a new challenge among ESPN radio shows. We're about to lay the smack down on the rest of them, and we'll explain how in just moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. So here's the deal. 
we're going show to show here. Above everybody else, we will finish at the top of ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson is in for Chris Canty. And whether you realize it or not, there is some real pressure on you because it is week one, Amber, of the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. Here's the deal. Every show picks the same three games, three biggest games of the weekend, not Thursday night games, not Monday night games. The games will be selected by the show collectively. So you and I has to, we have to get together on the same page for what our picks are. And those games, we'll, we'll get them on Thursday of every week. So are you ready? As I tell you the three games first, the three games we will be picking The Chargers, minus three over the Raiders, is the line. The Chiefs, minus six at the Cardinals. And the Bucks, minus two and a half at Dallas. Let's start with the first game. Chargers, minus three over the Raiders. And I heard Greeny earlier today, Amber, do the opposite of his gut instinct, like the old Seinfeld George Costanza thing. (laughs) What, what, What does your gut instinct say, when I say Chargers minus three at home for the Raiders. That the Chargers are going to win and cover. That's my mm-hmm. gut instinct. I, I would agree with that instinct. And the biggest reason why I would think that that's the case is that I'm wondering how the Raiders outside of their pass rush are, are going to cover. Are they going to do a good enough job trying to cover all of the weapons that the Chargers have. We all think Justin Herbert. I mean, you picked him for the MVP, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody thinks he's going to be uh, somebody that is at the top of the league this year. And I'm high on the Raiders, but my instinct here would be the same as yours, that the Chargers. What's your biggest reason why? Uh, just that I think that we're talking about an improved Chargers team. I understand that Raiders team also improved, but I felt like that was already a Chargers team that was set to explode here in Justin Herbert's third season and now add in Khalil Mack and everything that that defense brings. I feel like the Chargers should be able to actually get it done in the win column. They've got the guy to do it at the helm too in Justin Herbert. It's not often that we see what we saw from Justin Herbert the past couple seasons and that it doesn't result in the postseason. And so I think that this is the season. The expectations are there. I think they'll come out of the gate swinging. Okay. So we're going Chargers minus three. Pick one. Pick two, Chiefs minus six, favored on the road at Arizona. Go. What happens if we disagree on one of these? Well, we'll work, we work it out. It's, <laughs> we'll it's work like it out on air. We'll talk the air, through so it. To speak. See if one of us can I, talk the other one into it. I, I This one I have a hard time with because I have no idea what to make of this Cardinals team. But remember how they started last season, the first seven games of last season, right? When they were on top of the entire league. And so Kyler Murray gets paid. That Cardinals team could be just as good as they were those first seven games. It seems like finishing's a problem. Finishing seasons is a problem for this team. Maybe coaching's a little bit of a problem, but not in the beginning of seasons. I think this Chiefs team get did get a little bit worse in the offseason, losing some key pieces there, obviously, most notably Tyreek, but defensively as well. I, I don't... Ah, I almost want to say, like, I have the Chiefs winning, but not covering. With yeah. six-point spread. Yeah, my, my inclination is similar to yours, because 
The Cardinals are going to be able to put up some points on the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to be very good. Teron Matthew, all that. We went through a lot of that yesterday, that the Chiefs have, in fact, gotten a little bit worse. Is their pass rush going to suffer, or is George Karlaftis really going to come in and make an immediate impact for them? At the very least, when you're a team that's pretty good, can score points, and you're getting six points at home, even though it's Mahomes... Like, if Tyreek Hill was there, I might still take the Chiefs. But in this case, I'm with you. I say we take the Cardinals plus six at home. Agreed? I'm, I'm agree. I'm agree. Yes, All right. I concur. Card- Cardinals plus six at home. And in game yeah. three, Buccaneers minus two and a half in Dallas against the Cowboys. We remember the opener last year, which the Bucks ended up winning by two points. It was a tremendous game. Dak was chucking it all over the lot in that game as well. We understand what's going on with the Buccaneer offensive line. Laying two and a half on the road in Dallas in prime time. What do you think? So the Bucks I chose as my Super Bowl pick right. just yesterday. Right. For some reason, I'm really having a hard time taking them here, though. On the road, mm. week one in prime time. I, I, There's something about it where I feel like somehow, even though I think the Bucks are the better team, the Dallas might get it done. I'm nervous about this one, Carlin. I almost want to throw my hands up and let you do it. I'm very well, here's my conflicted. Thing. I am fundamentally opposed to picking the Dallas Cowboys to win anything. Okay. So I have that bias to work through myself. I think two and a half is right on. So in other words, what we're saying is, since home field is usually worth three points, on a neutral field, this is right down the middle. I say the Bucs are better than the Cowboys. That's what it says to me. So if it was four, five points, I'd be a little more worried. I'm going Tampa Bay here. Okay. And let's see if uh, Tommy really is locked in and focused. We'll see what's going on here. So it is said, so it is done. Yeah. So we are taking the Bucks minus two and a half for our third pick. So it is Chargers minus three, Cardinals plus six, Bucks minus two and a half. If we have a terrible weekend, of course, you are going to absorb all of the blame for this. <laughs> having not been here on having not been here on Monday. Yes, I'm not here be... on Monday, so I don't have to stand up for myself. Canty can take the heat. Exactly. Well, Canty can just turn and blame you for our bad start. <laughs> but that is what we're going with in the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. I love the fact that all the shows are going up against one another because I want to be able to cleanly talk smack to Keyshawn. I want to be able to cleanly talk smack to Greeny, to Bart, to Han, everybody. I want I want in on beating all of them. That's That's a very inviting idea to me. It's going to happen. I hope I so. Believe. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. She is Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. I am Chris Carlin. In just moments, we've got more to delve into from the weekend, including your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. What you're most looking forward to. That was your weekend preview brought to you by GEICO. Switch to GEICO today and see all the ways you could save. In just moments, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle on Monday night. Are people underestimating his abilities this year? 
and so many more preview or so many more aspects to look forward to, including making some money. Amber, we did make some money last night on a little parlay, did we not? I like money. You do. I said, listen to the man. The man was you in that yes. in that scenario. And if they listened, so if, they made some money. If you like money, you listen. It's what you do. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. But first, Carlin, let me tell you about Disney Plus. Because you can't forget it. It's back in action, okay? With exciting new premieres, Carlin, like Disney's Pinocchio. Sounds right up your alley. Mm -hmm. Pixar's Cars on the Road. Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder. Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. A Jedi's Return. National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory. And a new short from The Simpsons, Welcome to the Club. Plus new episodes and specials like Marvel's She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, and Dancing with the Stars, the pro's most memorable dances. And this month only, get one month of Disney Plus for just $1.99. Offer available now until September 19th, then $7.99 a month after that. All these and more now streaming at Disney Plus. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We may be seeing Jimmy G sooner than you think. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Canty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And look, any... Any ticket this weekend to an NFL game is a hot ticket. Brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. And we had Peter King on earlier from NBC Sports in Football Morning in America discussing not just what happened last night out at SoFi Stadium with the Bills dismantling of the Rams, but also the Trey Lance situation out in San Francisco, because Peter quite literally was sitting in John Lynch's office when Jimmy Garoppolo was out working by himself on a distant field at their complex, wasn't even allowed anywhere near the team, and now he was back. So, Amber, here's Peter earlier on the show on why we might see Jimmy G this season. It's hard to imagine that Trey Lance, who since he graduated from a mid-sized high school in the state of Minnesota. He has thrown 389 passes in football games. My only point is, I think Trey Lance has got a real good chance to be good. The question is, as, as Kyle Shanahan admitted to me, he's got a lot of growing to do. You know, you got to learn on the fly against some of the best teams in football. They're fortunate because they start the year with a relatively soft, early schedule but it's not going to be soft forever and i just think at some point garoppolo is probably going to play 
Amber, I mean, we've we've talked about the exact time when it looks like it might happen, and the first six games of the year very manageable for the 49ers, but it gets ugly after that. It's just a lack of playing for Trey Lance. When Peter King was on with us earlier, he called it a weird situation. It is a mm. weird situation, Carlin. I, I'm shocked. I think like all of us are that after all of that, after him being so far away from this team where he doesn't have a playbook and he's physically nowhere around the team. I think that's the more extreme version. You can understand why they wouldn't be handing him a playbook if they think he's probably going to another team, but he can't even physically be near the team, but he's there at the facility at the same time. So they're having to sort of toggle their schedules. He's on one field and they're another, they're in the weight room and he's on the field. And it's such a weird thing to go from that, all of that to, oh, by the way, he's the backup. You know, by, oh, by the way, we are working this out and now we Mm -hmm. are going to pay him right up against the deadline. It's very odd how this whole thing went down. And I definitely think it remains a story moving forward and presents an issue moving forward because it's going to remain a story. Whether they end up going to him or not, you and I are going to be guessing whether they're going to be going to him all season long. Peter's spot on. Trey Lance has a chance to be great. He really does. Mm -hmm. All the abilities are there, but I don't think he's playing by week seven. I think Garoppolo is that team's quarterback for the second half of the year at the very least, and even more so. Then you've got Russell Wilson for the Broncos going back to Seattle on Monday night. And it's funny, I, when you have a, a massive upgrade in quarterback, to leave the Broncos and, and make the, to leave the Broncos out of the postseason, as I have, uh, as others have, it does feel like maybe we're not giving Russell Wilson enough credit. I think he's a major upgrade. I just don't know how great the team is overall. Are we underestimating him right now? I, I don't think we're underestimating Russell Wilson. I think we're underestimating the Denver Broncos, right? I mean, I'm one who never has believed. I, they were saying, everybody was saying it last season, they're just a quarterback away. I'm like, why? Why are they just a quarterback away? I guess we're about to find out if they were, in fact, just a quarterback away. I think Russell Wilson is a huge upgrade for this team. I think they're going to be a much improved team. I don't think that makes them an automatic Super Bowl contender just because Russell Wilson walks through the door. And it's not even a knock on Russell Wilson. I guess it's more of uh, a criticism of the entire team in general. I also do wonder with Russell Wilson, like, is there any concern at all about him not looking, you know, quite the same? His numbers are still really good over the last couple of years, but they were, you know, air quotes down seasons for Russell Wilson, even if a down season for him is pretty good. He was working through that thumb injury all last season. What does it look like in a totally different place, a totally different uniform without oxygen. (laughs) What does any of that look like, Carlin? There's a lot of questions on this Broncos team. I'm not sold just because Russell Wilson's name is on the roster. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are buying high on Javante Williams, too. I'd be careful there. I don't know about that one quite yet. I do think the two guys are going to see the biggest benefit from Russell Wilson is Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, because now they have a representative quarterback. These two guys are exceptionally talented. The Broncos should score some points, but I don't know that their defense is as great as we are making it out to be. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We made you money last night. We had a snappy little parlay that came together. 
So we have got your play of the day from the big fella coming up in just a bit. Did I just refer to myself in the you third person? You did, in the third person and as the big fella. Yes, I did. And I hate that. <laughs> Yet I did it. You know why? I'm a winner. And that's why. <laughs> At least last night, we cashed a ticket. And I am hoping that we can do the same for you this weekend. So if you did it last night, if you jumped on board, hey, you, you saw the rewards for a nice little parlay. Now, we've got a straight-up pick for you in college football tomorrow. Lockadini. That's what this one is. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. It's been a bizarre day and a half getting ready for UFC 279. Uh, for more of an explanation, we turn to today's producer, uh, Cameron Arthur Pratt, also known as Campbell. And that's not even his middle name, Arthur. But he's got all the information that we need here. What happened? So, uh, first of all, my middle name does start with an A, so good guess there. I was what really impressed for yeah. a second that Carlin knew your it middle was name. Not, I mean, like, oh, he, before the show, he hardly knew my full name. So <laughs> That's let's, not uh, true. <laughs> all right, it anyway. Was, it was so, Cam, and I thought it was a Campbell. For and, some reason, you know, Carlin was, went from Cam to Campbell, which I've never known a Because I know a couple of Campbells Campbell. that are known as Cam. Is it Pam or Panned? With a D? <laughs> anyway, UFC 279 is tomorrow on ESPN Plus pay-per-view, so... The day before, we've got three big fights in UFC 279. The day before, uh, Dana White has decided to switch up the card completely. So Nate Diaz was supposed to fight uh, Kamzat Kameyev, who missed weight by 7.5 pounds Friday morning for the weigh-in, coming in at 178.5 for a 171-pound limit bout. Uh, so they're switching up the card entirely. Nate Diaz chose not to fight Kameyev and is now fighting someone else. Uh, Kameyev now takes on Kevin Holland, who was part of like a, a backstage fight that led Dana White to cancel a press conference. So lots of drama in the UFC. And Carlin, imagine you're an NFL team and the day before your game on Sunday, they're like, actually, uh, you're playing the 49ers and not the Chargers. Uh, how do you feel about that? By the I way, you great. don't have a choice. Yeah, I wouldn't feel great having to prepare for a guy for a, for you know weeks and weeks and then all of a sudden i am fighting somebody else that's that's uh, no it listen. seems like a terrible terrible thing because i mean you're preparing for a fighter who fights a certain style right and then all of a sudden you're fighting somebody else who might have an entirely different strength an entirely different style especially in that sport in ufc where your fighting can be so varied with people's skill set this seems like I mean, just setting up all the fighters for failure. This seems terrible. And then also, does this matter to the fans? Are you mad if you were trying to show up to watch this? I know. I think the fans will be there for it because the fans of UFC are, are, you know, that is a diehard group. They are involved. By the way, UFC 279, available for pay-per-view on ESPN+. It, at the very least, it'll be intriguing. Well, that's for sure. Actually, maybe it just got more intriguing. Yeah, maybe it just got more intriguing. Go ahead yeah. and, and buy that fight. 
All those I, man, changing up your opponents, uh, that's nuts. Once again, this segment is for you if you're interested in money. If you're not, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not your cup of tea. I don't know. Money Canty is not Carlin, your cup of ESPN tea. ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Chris Canty. She has been stellar all week long. But Amber, as a, as a little going away present, I'm just going to give you a nice little W here for this great work you've done all week. You can take the mortgage, but well, not the mortgage payment, but you can take <laughs> a few dollars. Take something, some take expendable income that you're not reliant on and, and right. have some fun with it. I like money. Money's my cup of tea. I don't know who's, who isn't having that cup of tea. Yeah. And uh, whoever it is, uh, I don't know if I, I want to know you. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. It's Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. So here's the deal. Last night we won on a little parlay involving the Bills minus two and a half, involving an interception thrown by Matthew Stafford and over 34 and a half yards rushing for Josh Allen. Cha-ching. Cashed on that parlay. No parlay tonight. We could take a, a, a few different college football games tomorrow and, you know, the big favorites against some teams that are not so great and lay some big points or take some big points. You want to take 51 and a half with Hawaii visiting Michigan? You got to sweat it out. I don't know about that. But, Amber, we are turning to your beloved Florida Gators, mm-hmm. who are the 12th-ranked team in the country, yeah, hosting the Kentucky Wildcats, who are the 20th-ranked team in the country. SEC action, ESPN, tomorrow night at 7 p.m. The Gators are six-point favorites against Kentucky. Will Levis for Kentucky, outstanding quarterback prospect. But so is Anthony Richardson, and as we heard, Kentucky's leading rusher and the leading rusher of the SEC, Chris Rodriguez, not playing tomorrow night. So we are going to jump on those very same Florida Gators, minus six and six points, and make some money, Amber. I love it. I so love it. So you can it. feel good about that, it. like all the way around, right? I mean, it's a nice it, little way to tie up the week. It is. It's a nice little t- way to tie up the week. A little nervous because we went from unranked and nobody believing us t- at all to <laughs> now being ranked in within one week to be ranked twelfth, and it being uh, us being six point six point favorites. Well, now I'm not feeling this good. A top twenty team, but. Don't sleep on number 15 for the Heisman. Okay, overreaction from week one. Fine. Uh, a little bit of a homer reaction as well. But this is also a very I'm good matchup now. for him tomorrow, too. It is. Uh, it he's is something special. It is a very special. good matchup. I can see Richardson having a big night tomorrow night. That's why we are on the Gators minus six. Again, only if you want to make money. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. All right, a little three and out. Cam Pratt, why don't you lead us in here? What do we got for number one on the three and out board? So the uh, Jets got some more bad news today, Chris. Stunning. Shocking. So Dwayne Brown, uh, the five-time Pro Bowl left tackle that they signed to replace Mekhi Becton, who was injured, uh, is also injured. He'll be out for week one, and he potentially 
will be placed on injured reserve. Just more of the Jets not being able to catch a break, Chris. Amber, like Cam, here's the thing. They can't get away from being the Jets. Right. No matter what they do, they can't get away from it. I don't understand it. They get terrible luck with Zach Wilson. Mackay Beckton's down for the years Cam was just talking about, and now his replacement. Like, honestly, what did are the Jets they ever do? not going to be the Jets? All right, what did the Jets do in a past life? You know, that's what I want to know. Joe Namath sold his soul to the devil to win that Super Bowl in well, 1968. Jeez. <laughs> Fifty years ago, man. Oh, they've been paying for it. Even ever the since. devil would give up on this by now. And by the way, would the devil really want the jet soul? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, that's a good question, Garland. A good question by you. Yeah, this team can't catch a break. I mean, this organization can't catch a break, but this team can't catch a break. And this season, it felt like it felt like they were going to be on the right track, right? I mean, they had a good... Remember how excited everybody was about the Jets after the draft? Because, like, they actually had a good draft for once. And everybody was so excited. Some idiot on this show said, what, not less than a week ago that the Jets were going to win more games than the Patriots this year. I got to eat that one. And we haven't even played a game yet. (laughs) Well, I don't know. The Patriots still might be pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But it's very harmful that the Jets don't have Mekhi Becton. They don't have (sighs) Dwayne Brown, the guy who was replacing him. They don't have Zach Wilson for at least... Three games, if not more. Cam Pratt next. All right, Chris. MLB trying to speed up the game, implementing a pitch clock. So 15 seconds when there is no one on base, 20 seconds when there are runners on base. Uh, Shifts are banned. Some more changes. Chris, do you think this will help speed up baseball? I think it will. I think fans will like it a lot. I think it's a very fan-friendly idea. And Amber, the, you know, getting rid of the shift, what, what's the other thing it does? It creates more offense. And you might say, well, that's counterintuitive to the pitch clock. But more than anything, fans want to see offense and they want the game to move along a little bit quicker. Yeah, banning shifts means the teams will be required to have two defensive players on either side of the second base bag with both feet on the infield dirt. I love this. I love everything about this. Let's speed up the game. I love that baseball is recognizing, though, that it needs to, right? I mean, we knew yep. this was going to come down the pipe because they were trying it out in the minors. But for them to actually implement this at this level and for them to sort of admit, hey, we do have a problem here. This game is too slow to really capture the attention of the young people, of the next generation. It's been suffering. we got to do something about this. I love this from Major I, League I think baseball. it's fantastic. I think it's outstanding. I can't get enough of it. Cam next. All right, last one. So tough news earlier this year um, when Dwayne Haskins passed way too soon, but the Steelers honoring their late teammate by wearing a number three sticker on their helmets throughout the entire season. Chris, you're a Steelers fan. Uh, what do you think of this gesture? A very classy move. I thought that, you know, it it's terrific. And that was just such an such an awful thing that happened uh, when he was down together uh, in Florida. Apparently, he was out late, but the circumstances around it don't matter as much as, you know, this is a guy that was trying to get it together in terms of his playing career, and it happened. I'm, I, I was always very high on him at Ohio State, and I always heard he was a very good kid, Amber, but this is a nice move by Pittsburgh. Yeah, I remember what he did in 2018 at Ohio State. I mean, almost 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, 80 interceptions. He was unbelievable at Ohio State and just 24 years old when he passed. This is a really classy move by this by a very classy organization in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not surprising. All right, Amber, do your Dolphins win this weekend? Do my yeah, – you cut out for a second. Do my do what? Do your Dolphins win? Yes. Lock it I up. I like it. They're going to get it done. 
Steelers, not so much.